from Mother Skinnerin celebrating the voices of young women 13 through 30 who are using their genius to move beyond pretty and create a softer world. Today I am so happy to be talking to Yuli Rodriguez who is one of the founding members of Love the Skin You're In social media team, currently a third-year dietary sciences student at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. How are you, Yuli? Good. Yeah, I thought it would be great to chat a little bit today about the recruitment for your sorority, because I know we've been Facebook messaging back and forth mm -hmm. a little bit about that, and I think that that's a hot topic for young women, and there's probably yeah. a lot of kind of curious young women who are in high school as well about that whole process and um, just about all of the the interconnecting themes as, mm -hmm. as as sororities relate to love the skin you're in so tell me about your most recent experience so I I'm a third year but I just joined um, the sorority last school year in the fall. So I've been in it. It's going to be almost a year. Um, but I joined through informal recruitment, was, which was more just like a casual interview. And then it was like, it was a much simpler process. So I never went through the entire formal recruitment process. Mm -hmm. And just a little summary of what exactly that is, is um, all of the girls who are thinking about joining a sorority, they sign up and they're put into these groups and they have their recruitment counselor. And they kind of just throughout the week, they go around and visit each sorority house and get to talk to the girls. And as the week progresses, they'll um, kind of rate which sororities they want to go back to. Then the sororities will invite them to come back. And that's just kind of how, like, by process of elimination, they find their home in a sorority. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a very complicated process, and I was intimidated by it at first. Like last year when I decided I wanted to join, that's why I decided to wait until afterwards and do informal. Um, but this year I have to go through it since I'm an active. And it's definitely, it was, it's a lot less intimidating than I expected. And I feel like a lot of girls sometimes... Um, have a lot of like preset like thoughts about what recruitment is like and what sororities are like and you know like oh we all have to be like super perfect and like stay in a certain way and yeah I don't know if you have any like pre-existing like thoughts about what a sorority <laughs> is but I do <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, I feel like I it's think really of, common. yeah like I definitely have that bias of th imagining them to be a place wherein girls might be excluded on the basis of their looks or, mm -hmm. you know, wherein being somehow socially polished, but, you know, that kind of stereotypical blonde hair, blue eyes, mm -hmm. um, that all just sort of comes to mind, probably, you know, from Hollywood. Yeah, definitely. I definitely had that bias at the beginning, too. Um, mm -hmm. I just kind of decided to give it a chance. And it's probably been one of like the best decisions I've made in my college career. Yeah, because um, you have found some real sisterhood. I have. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, specifically going back to the recruitment process, um, while it is true that, you know, we've like all week we've been practicing like walking a certain way we have to stand with like perfect posture we all have to wear matching outfits and okay like, so, all stop, that is so, a, so stop yeah. right there how do you feel about all that I don't know I I'm not completely against it mm -hmm. just because like I don't think it would kind of come out of me to be like oh yeah let's all match but I just feel like since sororities were started like 
almost like a hundred years ago, they're like kind of well-established organizations. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just part of the tradition and that's a really kind of important like aspect of the sorority, like mm-hmm. um, staying true to the tradition. And at Cal Poly, we have like a no hazing policy. So as long as, you know, we're not being forced to do things against our will, you kind of like sign up for it. And it's fun. I feel like, you know, everyone gets like a dress and um, mm-hmm. so I'm not totally against that, but uh, it's just kind of interesting how we still do like the whole like, you know, we're all going to like put our hands behind our backs and like stand like this but what um tell tell me let's just go a little bit more in depth into that so why are you putting your hands behind your back it's because you are wanting to posture a certain way right and bring a certain quality forward yeah I think the it's kind of when we walk out of the house we have our hands behind our back it's for the posture and then it just for to have like a professional like formal kind of look since it is like a more formal like, recruitment process. So what, when you say when you walk out of the house, mm-hmm. when? What's the context? Oh, what's, sorry. Um, <laughs> like, it's like every day you walk out of the house, you've got to... <laughs> oh, okay. no, no, no. I'm so sorry. the posture, hands behind your back, and glide. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. I'm like, uh, yeah, so during recruitment, all of this active, the active sorority girls you're like in your sorority house and then um we welcome the group of like we call them potential new members so Mm -hmm. we welcome them and they're standing outside of the house and then we'll open the doors when they're kind of outside and then we'll all walk outside and we'll individually greet them like um we take turns we go up to them introduce ourselves and then we take them in and we have a little like 20 minute conversation with them inside Mm -hmm. so when we first come out of the house to greet them Okay. We're all walking. That's when that's the context of that. <laughs> okay. okay. And you all walk together with your hands behind your back. Mm-hmm. This is part of your form. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So then um, once we get inside, then we'll have, you know, we'll talk to them about like all of the aspects of being in a sorority, like our philanthropy, our sisterhood. Okay. Um, wait, wait, wait. Before we get into that. Mm-hmm. Okay, just even the talk about the walking and I know you mentioned in your email like about having to sort of align your feet in a certain way oh, yeah. walk, and then when you're walking in heels downstairs you're supposed to step with the same foot the person in front of you is stepping mm-hmm. with and stay close to them and smile and make it look natural <laughs> but not creepy for yeah me, for me right uh-huh. and the work that I do what comes up is like what's screaming at me right now is beauty pageant like this sounds like yeah. the Miss America contest and like how is this empowering for us um so I'm I'm curious about mm-hmm. that piece in particular. Yeah. So with that, it's kind of what I was like sort of getting to what it is. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know, to me, it does seem a little bit weird where it's kind of like, obviously, like all of those things, like to think about kind of how I had mentioned before to you um, in that email, it's kind of like, okay, like step with the same foot, like, you know, make it all look effortless. Don't trip down the stairs while you're walking in heels, but don't look at your feet. And it's just like so much going on. And, and it think- sounds, it sounds like almost to me a little bit 1950s. Like it reminds me of, yeah. you know, like the home, what is it like home economics from the 1950s? Like put a ribbon uh-huh. on your hair, put a smile on your face to be relaxed and ready for the man who's ready to come in his front door, your front door. It mm-hmm. just, it kind of feels like it carries a little bit of that vibe now just this part of it 
right? Because mm-hmm. I know that there's another aspect of this that has been really empowering. But I just, I do want to speak to the fact that what, mm-hmm. this, what this sounds like a little bit is about this kind of prescription for femininity that our culture is kind of completely awash in and this idea mm-hmm. of us having these prescribed behaviors that tend to be looks-based, that tend to be about, you know, women needing to present themselves in like universally uh, mm-hmm. a little bit as eye candy, right? We're all stepping the same way. Yeah. We're all in heels. We're all in the dress. Our hands are all in the same position. There seems like there's some objectification going on in this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely agree with that. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And it seems like I was saying, it kind of seems a little bit like strange to me at first. And that's kind of why I was, wasn't drawn towards sororities, like right off the bat coming into right. college. Yeah. Um, and we actually had a really great speaker come in um, a few days ago and she spoke to all the sororities and she actually apologized for that because she was in a sorority when she was in college. She didn't, was super involved and was a chapter president and she was saying how um, she thinks it's really sad and I I think so too that a lot of the potential new members they'll go up to their recruitment counselor and they'll ask them like oh like what should I wear like do you think I should wear this dress or this dress where instead of asking them like oh what question what type of questions should I act should I ask the active sorority girls you know to try to get to know them better to see if it's a good fit how they're just constantly worried about their um, appearance. And uh, she said that a lot of them are also surveyed, like how they felt about themselves before recruitment, how they felt about themselves after, and that there was definitely a lot of disappointment involved in recruitment. And they felt a lot worse about themselves afterwards. Wow, that's glaring. Mm-hmm. And it was on, it's like, I'm not super surprised, but it was just kind of like, it was really like sad to me. And our speaker, she apologized for that. And she's like, I'm sorry that we as sorority women have, you know, instilled that or taught you guys to, you have to be like perfect and effortless and just make it seem easy and not complain. So we acknowledge that that's, you know, a true fact that girls feel pressured to try to fit in a certain mold in order to be like, you know, a worthy like sorority woman. So let's talk about that for one second. Mm -hmm. I mean... When you talk about the act of girls and then there's the young women who are uh, rushing, I mean, the young women who are trying to apply, right? Mm-hmm. So, so to what extent is this, we're in the 21st century now, right? Mm-hmm. We've like made a lot of advances, hopefully, feministically. Yeah. What is the basis for acceptance in, into a sorority? So I know each sorority kind of does it differently in, like, the specific, like, terminology they use. But um, for my sorority, I know we look at people, their ambition, just their connectivity and their respect for others. And it's kind of hard. I don't know. It's, I find this a little bit strange about the formal recruitment process where you have to talk to so many girls since I have to see every single house. And during these, they start out like 20 minute conversations and they become 30 minutes the next day. And then the last day you speak to someone for 45 minutes. And it's just like, you're really trying to get to know that person. And that's like the actual point of recruitment. You're trying to get to know someone in this limited amount of time. Um, But all of the kind of the practice that goes into recruiting is so that we kind of know what sort of questions to ask. And for the most part, we just look for someone to be our friend and someone who 
like uh, in order to like accept them into our sorority is just kind of someone who we think is a genuine person and who we could see being our friend and our sister. Okay. And it's not necessarily someone who's, you know, has their hair and makeup done perfectly. <laughs> now, do you do you ever talk about the way they present physically? In my experience, we haven't actually. Okay. Um, we talk about a lot about ourselves and mm-hmm. how we kind of present ourselves during the recruitment process. And mm-hmm. I think I thought it was really funny because at one point, I think it was yesterday afternoon, one of my sisters was saying like, oh, I think formal recruitment is really like, it's not an authentic picture. It's not like a realistic picture of what we're like. Like, yeah, we have to, you know, look nice every day for recruitment. And she was saying, like, that is not, like, an accurate representation of us. She's like, every other day of the year, we're, like, in our sweatpants at the library. And... Right. Yeah. So, which like... is the real, which is the real student life, exactly. too. <laughs> which is real. This is why the whole process is, like, since it's my first time going through it, it's just something totally brand new to me, which is why it also kind of seems a little bit odd. Like, hey, then why do we, you know? A little bit ironic, wouldn't you say? Exactly. Yeah. So, and, I, I mean, I'm wondering, I mean, it sounds like the sorority door is actually an evolving door because what you're mm-hmm. saying to me is that the actual experience of the recruitment process, if you put aside the fact that these young women are feeling looks-based pressure and that they are mm-hmm. actually feeling worse about themselves as they go through this process, but that you're saying that on the other end, on the on the end of the active sisters that are actually doing the interviews, that what I'm hearing you say is that physical appearance isn't something that has even come up once and that you're really looking for like deeper human qualities that would present in someone who would have the potential to be a sister to you. Yeah, exactly. And I know with even within our sisterhood, like we're always just super supportive of each other and like appearance never really comes up at all, like just in general and like normal conversation. But what does come up a lot is just like, we just always like are complimenting each other and like, we're not afraid to be like, Hey, like I like your sandals or like, I like your pants. Like, you know, it's just kind of like, we're really comfortable, but it's all in a really just, like, loving community. And Which, I think that's kind of what's made me stay within the, yeah. um, like, within that sorority and, like, the Greek life system, that it's really supportive. Yeah. And I just kind of wish that the whole official entry wasn't so, like you were mentioning before, it's not so appearance-based and perfect and that effortless, like, look. I wish that it was kind of getting to know people more. Um, and what it's actually like to be in a sorority. So here's a question that I have. What's it like for, because obviously not everyone gets accepted. Is that right? Mm-hmm. During formal recruitment, most girls end up in a house. I think like the high majority of girls end up in a house. And I know it's kind of, it's hard to like speak um, on behalf of every single sorority. But at least I know for like the one I'm in, it's, you know, we're accepting of like, almost like everybody like okay but everybody does basically almost everybody or everybody because I there is an aspect to these sororities that is exclusive Mm -hmm. right so I know I'm playing devil's advocate this whole conversation it's it's (laughs) really like it's helpful it's very important so Mm -hmm. you know because I think about the the cliqueiness that especially middle school young women are struggling with and Mm -hmm. the fact that there's like the girls that are on the inside and there's the girls that are on the outside and that sense of social alienation that they feel Mm -hmm. and potential isolation and then the ensuing depression that can happen. Like, I just wonder, do sororities do more, more good than harm? And, 
what what is it like right now if you're in the shoes of someone that didn't get accepted anywhere? See, since I didn't go through like the formal recruitment process, I don't know exactly how it like you know with the girls that don't get accepted anywhere like for the exact reasons like why they didn't but the Mm -hmm. most common thing I've heard is since like the first two days um they split up all the houses and they have to visit each sorority Mm -hmm. um and they're very focused on kind of like trusting the whole process that you'll end up in the house that you want to be in Mm -hmm. um but there's a lot of girls who kind of already did their research or they have their hearts set on just one but the um, Panhellenic, it's that's like the sorority, like association, like all of them on our campus. Yeah. Um, they're really focused on just kind of like they want the girls who are joining through formal recruitment to give every sorority a chance and to mm-hmm. go in it with an open mind. So the girls who refuse and don't show up, like uh, um, with if they have class during that time, like they don't have to, and they kind of figure something out. But if they don't have class, like they're expected to show up to every single sorority at least once just mm-hmm. to give them a chance. And they're only in there for 20 minutes the first round. Um, so the girls who get dropped and, like, aren't allowed to join a sorority is because they didn't give all of them a chance. So they don't actually show up to all these meetings that they have a responsibility to show up for. Mm-hmm, just okay. for whatever reason. I know it's personal for everybody. Uh-huh. Um, but for the most part, like, other than that, most girls, like, they do end up in a house. Uh-huh. And now, have you ever met a girl that didn't and that felt sad or and had a conversation with her? That didn't make it so yeah. formal, like, into any house? Yeah. I actually have it myself, but uh-huh. I, like, our speaker that I was talking about earlier, she mentioned that through recruitment, like, there's definitely a lot of disappointment, kind of. She was talking about it on both ends, how a girl trying to join if she felt like she really got along with like six houses and then only got invited to like two or three, how like that caused a lot of disappointment for her. And it's kind of like, it made all of us on like the recruiting side realize like, that's really sad. Like we don't, we kind of, we experience like all the good things about the sorority and our sisterhood. And if we're kind of like, sorry for what's happening and we want to change that and make people feel, you know, more, I guess like welcomed. Because it's not like we're very exclusive in that sense. It's kind of like we want everyone to give everybody a chance. Um, So it's definitely like a really, I guess, touchy subject where we acknowledge that things are going on that shouldn't be happening. And slowly we're just kind of trying to do what we can in order to change that. Okay, Uh, name that though. Because I'm not hearing you specifically say something's going on that shouldn't be happening. What is going on that shouldn't be happening? I think that the sorority kind of recruitment process uh, makes a lot of girls on both ends, like active sorority members and potential new members, makes them feel disappointed Mm -hmm. if they feel like a conversation went well and then they didn't get invited back or that girl uh, or the potential new member didn't choose to come back to your sorority. Right. So it's kind of like, oh, I let my sisters down. I let myself down. You know, like that conversation was my fault because it didn't go well. Or maybe Mm. I wasn't, you know, maybe I was fidgeting too much or like my, you know, like I was, I was, it was kind of like, you know, physical things too, where you weren't presenting yourself the way you should. Yeah. And I think it causes a lot of disappointment and just pressure that shouldn't be there because that's not what 
our sororities are actually about the rest of the year. It's very interesting, I think, the way that sororities can kind of like are actually kind of a hotbed of reflection for the social pressure that we all mm-hmm. feel in a way like the social pressure, but also like the need for connection and belonging that we all inherently have just by virtue of being human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they make it a lot, just the recruitment process, like the formal recruitment about finding like your home within, you know, just kind of like trying to join a group that's bigger than yourself. And I think that's a very just like something that's in our human nature that we want to belong to a group. And I know that's part of the reason why I joined because I saw, I remember walking around last year and seeing a lot of girls uh, just, you know, wearing their letters, hanging out with their sorority sisters. And I felt like I should take advantage that my school has that and I should, you know, want to belong to something and be able to contribute, you know, to something bigger than myself. And I know that I would have all of these girls there to support me as well. So here's another question for you. Mm -hmm. What is the relationship like between the chapters, like between the different Greek letters? Mm -hmm. What's your relationship like with other sororities is there kind of like a sisterhood within the sisterhood of the greek system as well or is there more of a sense of rivalry there i think there is a sense of sisterhood um within like all of the sororities because the way it works will be there's like individual chapters which are like basically the individual sororities and then we're all part of the panhellenic association at our campus And then there's, like, the Greek Life Organization, and we're all very, like, interconnected and supportive of each other. Like, specific examples of the way, you know, we're connected and, like, have a relationship with each other is during recruitment specifically. Um, Since my sorority, this is only our second time going through formal recruitment since it was established at Cal Poly. Uh This week, we've practiced with two other sororities, so they welcomed us to their house, and we just kind of went through a practice, like, recruitment round, and... We practice, you know, having a conversation with someone you've never spoken to and just trying to get to know other people. And they let us practice in their homes and they gave us tours of their homes. Um, throughout the school year, we um, we each kind of put on our own like fundraising events for our philanthropy. Uh-huh. And we attend each other's causes. And a lot of times we'll have an incentive. We're like, oh, like the chapter that has most participants show up. Part of like the money we raise will go to their philanthropy and... Uh, one last example that I thought was really just, I don't know, it was very heartwarming. There was a girl in my sorority who she was running for a board of directors for her college. Mm-hmm. And um, I know a lot of other people within the Greek community were doing it, were doing it as well. And we have like a Facebook page for like Greek life at Cal Poly and an Instagram. And they put everyone's names within the Greek system who was running. And they were saying like, you know, support your fellow Greek life members and uh, I know that the entire community just came together to support each other yeah. and support the people who were campaigning for a certain mm-hmm. position. Mm-hmm. So I know they're very supportive of each other within the yeah. Greek life community. And you can get a lot of social good done when you act mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. And so talk to me about, we just have a few minutes left here. Okay. We've, I heard that wonderful word heartwarming and talk to me about all of the all of the benefits and joys and the things that you celebrate about being part of this sorority? I think the most um, heartwarming thing about it is that once you join, I know this sounds like kind of fake if you're looking at it from the outside, but once you join, you have like 
depending on how big your sorority is, but, you know, you have, like, hundreds of girls who are just automatically there for you. You're not necessarily, like, automatically best friends, but, you know, like, if I see one of my sorority sisters, and we'll have a Facebook page where, you know, you can just post anything, like, if you forget your calculator at home, someone will, any, like, there has to be someone on campus who's going to let you borrow your calculator, or I have met my best friends through my sorority, and they're just always there for me whenever I need them, and a lot of times, you know, I'm there for them too. So it's mm-hmm. a very mutual system. And, you know, within like friendships and just like general like life struggles, like they're there for you. And in academics as well, we have a lot, a whole like vice president dedicated to academics. So if you're ever struggling in school, they'll help you out. They'll best, um, they'll pair you up with another sorority sister to like tutor you and to help you in your classes. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have just, I think it's just kind of, like, people to do things with as well. Like, there's girls, you know, who are interested in everything. Like, we have a variety of interests within our sorority. So whatever you want to do, there's always someone to go on a hike with you, to stay at home and, like, you know, watch a movie with. Um, We have a lot of different just sisterhood activities, and it's just a very, like, heartwarming community to be around and to be involved in. And I just love giving back, and it's given me an opportunity to also get involved. I've chosen to be on our philanthropy committee, so I've gotten involved with, um, our philanthropy is fighting hunger, so I've gotten involved with fundraising for that and working nationally to raise money nationally and support our local food bank and Mm. uh, just different organizations that kind of help our philanthropy, so it's also helped things go on my resume as well, um, aside from the sisterhood. Yeah, And, and I've definitely watched you completely blossom you know, into like, into exquisite social radiance, you know, in the time (laughs) since, since I met you when you were in high school to where you Uh are now four years later. And, um, it sounds like, you know, you would attribute some of that to your experience of being a sister. Definitely. I think that's not that they like changed me as a person. I feel like just being surrounded by so many other successful, intelligent, and just genuine women has helped me grow as a person. Yeah. Um, and that's why that's probably part of the reason why I'm just like I'm still in this. It's not like aside from the whole like recruitment thing as we were speaking about earlier, that seems kind of like against what we're trying to work for. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's definitely negative things that come up in that, like I mentioned with disappointment and a lot of just appearance based ideals. And I think the fact that we acknowledge it and we're trying to work to, you know, find a solution for that or present ourselves in a different way. Yeah. Along with everything that I've received and from the sorority, I think that's kind of what keeps me there and why I'm in support of them in general. <laughs> yeah. It's wonderful. Um the way like the reason they started was because when women first started being allowed to go to college, like they weren't supported and they were, I guess people would say like, "Oh, if a woman like she earns a degree, then somehow that'll make her infertile." And so that's why women didn't want to go. But then it it was just kind of like women supporting each other in such, um, I guess, a male dominant like society. So it actually colleges. So it actually started like women as a means for women to support one another in getting an education. Mm -hmm, Because they weren't allowed to join clubs or um, the speaker was also telling us how when women would be like, just go to the classrooms, they had to stay standing in the back until all of the males would have a seat. 
and then like then they could sit down and if they tried to participate in class or like be you know part of the discussion they would just be made fun of and like shut down and um they weren't allowed to like I said join clubs or like you know gather on their own and it was just a constant like it wasn't a welcoming environment and all the women there, they just kind of like, hey, like, I got your back, like, you know, let's have each other's back, and they would meet in secret, and that's why there's a lot of, like, those, you know, like, secretive things about a sorority, where there's just, like, things, like, you know, we have, like, a secret handshake, and, like, a secret knock, and it's just the things that our founders used in order so they wouldn't get caught when they were meeting, so, like, they would meet underground, and they would only, like, go in, like, three at a time, and they would do the secret knock so that they would know to open the door so they wouldn't get caught. But all Uh, of this... I mean, was an act of political resistance is what I'm hearing you say. Mm-hmm, which I think is really amazing just that we're still together today and that I know there's been a lot of negative that has come out of it, but mm-hmm. I just feel like going back to the roots of it and the potential that it has now has is kind of what draws me to it too. And I think it's a really great asset to have, I guess, in your college career. Yeah, that's amazing. I was not familiar with that history on sororities. Thank you Mm -hmm. so much for educating me. (laughs) Well, uh, our time is up. And yeah, it's been awesome to chat with you about all this. I think this has been an invigorating conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. I I appreciated all of your questions and it was it was a good talk. <laughs> All of the challenges. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was kind of, it was joyful to explore, you know, the concerns and, and also the the things that you feel being in a sorority really champions. So thank you mm-hmm. for, thank you for being with us today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. So we have been chatting with Yuli Rodriguez originally from Salinas, California, currently a third-year student at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo about her experience of Greek life. This is Bree Mathers from Love the Skin You're In, celebrating the voices of young women 13 through 30 who are using their genius to move beyond pretty and create a softer world. 